you could talk. Hi. Welcome to Not For Nothing. You're listening to a meager version of this show. Because I don't have headphones. And it's a Friday morning. It's a Friday morning. I don't have headphones. Feels but it's weird. a beautiful Friday morning. Gorgeous. You know what's beautiful about it, Chris? I'm looking directly into your eyeballs right now. Yes. That's one reason. Yep. Uh, reason number two, we tried to do this earlier this week. We just said no. Yeah, no. Instead of forcing it, yep. we went and had a nice breakfast. Yes. A corn it's delicious. Beef hash. It was delicious great. breakfast. At George's. So, at George's. Yeah. Right here in downtown York. Uh, New York City. Yeah. Uh, the heartbeat of America. Mm. Uh, I'm glad we waited, too, because... Yes. Uh, big news yesterday. Huge. Two big newses. One, one we'll start small. Okay. The Caps won. Yeah. The NHL. Yeah. Uh, finally, DC got a championship for the first time since, what, the Redskins? 87? Yeah, since right? Doug Williams, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Doug Williams. I was 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so congrats to Ovi and the fucking Caps. Yeah. I would love Oshie. to go to that parade. Ovi. That would probably be a pretty good parade. Yeah. Apparently, even the owner has already said that it's going to be the biggest parade, like, ever. It's going to blow all the other, like, championship parades away. I don't know how that, how you, how, like, what what else do you do yeah. to a, a parade for a sports team, but... I don't know. Go big. I'm dying to find out, Chris. What's Trump going to do? Well, he'll invite them. They'll come. And they'll go. Yeah. Yeah. They'll go. They'll go. Most of them, I there's think no would, black players. Most of them, it. well, and most of them, I think, would go just because they're not from America, and they'll think it's weird to go meet Donald Trump. Maybe. Like well, if you were from like, well, because a lot of them like are Kent. probably Russian, so yeah, exactly. So Putin will probably just order them exactly. to go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's not even like that <laughs> a joke. Far of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so congrats to the Caps. Yeah, it was, it was nice. So, it was nice to see them finally win after all these years, kind of getting over the hump. Yeah. Beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. Exactly. Finally. And then and being it, down one nothing, one nothing, it, yeah. it looks bad. Like it looked really bad all of a sudden, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas." There's no way they're losing this series. I, I, well, the, the I got two thoughts on that. One, I feel terrible for the Vegas fans because mm. they'll never get back there. You don't think so? No, they're never gonna get back wow. there. This, I have a feeling like the next time Vegas gets to the. Stanley Cup, it'll be as like the Hartford Whalers. Golden Knights or whatever. <laughs> Golden Whalers. <laughs> Golden Whalers. The Dallas Golden Stars. Uh, I don't, I'd feel bad for a team to go that far that soon and then expect them to do it again. I just, See, I, I, I have the different, so when everyone, a lot of people were saying this too, like on, on, the, on the sports channels and the networks and all that kind of stuff. It was like, this is not good for hockey. It's not good for a team to have this much success early on. Like, would you rather? Would I think you rather? it's great for hockey, right? I think it is to too. Put hockey on the map, right? I, I think it's talking. bad for Vegas fans. But would you rather have them like toil for fifteen to twenty years, not even being close? No, it's good. Like, for, is that better for it's them? It's good for them to create a fan base so, for sure, right? But I, I like I don't understand like the the is the, what's the time frame then to, of being like oh this is oh, this is acceptable the time no, that's frame that's a great though, question, of, like, right? It's yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Like this it's is, almost like when the Marlins were good too soon and everyone was like mad about them. They're yeah, like, what about the Chicago yeah, Cubs? Yeah, handy. Well, that's the Chicago Cubs' problem. Exactly, that's the Seattle Mariners' problem. Exactly, and it's it's. It's the, every other team that hasn't won in 500 years is a problem. Right. Like, build a good team, though. Build a championship. Yep. Figure it out. Hire better people. Well, it, I think it begs the question of, like, are teams so handicapped by their existing contracts that they can never get over it? And I heard there's a, there's a hockey um, blogger who I think a reader came up with the idea of, they, I think they call it, like, uh, nuking a team or something. Mm. Like, would, 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 a, 
if you were an owner, would you give up everything you have in order to be able to go into an expansion draft and start again? Like, and I think that some owners would. I think some general managers would rather have a clean slate than to try to like rebuild with existing terrible contracts, uh, coaching yep. staffs they maybe don't want. Right. Right. Like, I, I mean, how many teams get it? How many GMs get inherit? shit they don't want, try to put their mark on it. Then also on top of that, try to keep their jobs yeah. and create a winning-ish enough team so that they can continue to be general managers. But see, I also find falseness or falsehood in that theory too, though, is because these guys are the same guys that put those bad con- signed another play to a bad con- contract. And all of a sudden, two years later, that guy's no good anymore. So it's like, you know, like just, so just because you could start from scratch doesn't mean you're going to have better success and be able to pick players in the draft and or free agency and signing them to decent deals. Like it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. Well, I don't care who you are. You also have to put into, into one of the elements that gets put into play, I think, for Vegas is they had a new facility right. in a virgin city mm-hmm. without any professional sports teams. Right. So you've There's got no history, everything. There's yeah. no like pressure, sort yeah. of like, yeah. And you've got an pr- entirely new family. There there, I did read that there was an article about how Vegas sort of is fortunate because of, of the expansion rules about how they could draft um, and, and the trades that they were making. They actually took on a lot of bad contracts for extra like picks, draft oh, picks really? and stuff. Yeah, so they kind of... You know they were able to trade, so like they would um, they would automatically p- or pick one of the guys on the expansion list in return for because he has a bad contract or he's a little older in in with also being able to get like another draft pick or two from so it. So it's not just like the NBA expansion draft where you just get like go in order and pick the players, right? That are and on they the they, list. they they allowed Vegas or each team um, less guys to protect. And, and structure it in a way where you're almost giving up a one or at least one or two probably decent players. It did make me Instead look of just the bottom of the barrel crap, and it, you know every every other team in in existence already saving face and just giving away their scrubs. Their shit. Well, so I looked up I looked up uh, NBA expansion drafts um, just to sort of see like how it worked and which players got picked up, and I think that both Charlotte. And maybe Miami in their expansion drafts picked an all got an all star player right like they became an all star through after oh. they picked them, um, so I think that the nice thing for an expansion Who? draft is to try to for a player is to get a f- clean start or a right. fresh start yep. on a team that maybe doesn't have an existing I superstar mean, th- and the the players you would not even remember their names it was like. It, yeah. it, like Ronnie Cycli or some shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I remember Ronnie Cycli. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, but that in case in point, that like Mark Andre Fleury, who's the who's the goaltender for Vegas, was basically given up by Pittsburgh and was like, we don't want this guy anymore on our team. He's not our goalie anymore, even though he's had success over the years. Fleury was great, and he, yeah, but he, he at, at, I think he. He was basically non persona non grata for Pittsburgh in the last year. I think maybe because in the playoffs or something right. happened, where he just I feel like his 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 his. But that's the thing is like with with increased. hockey, you can win with a goalie, right? But so like Vegas took him, and all of a sudden he had a great year because he maybe changed the scenery, right? Came in all of a sudden this this team. So you you never you never know with this kind of stuff, and it's and it's kind of a crazy thing. But they all they all are also causing a stir now because of the success Vegas had, that people are questioning whether whether the NHL should keep this format of expansion drafting the same. Well, is the NHL going to keep expanding? Well, yeah, so S- Seattle is basically 
like 99% there being awarded a franchise, an okay. NHL franchise. You know, it should be announced probably this summer. At some Why point doesn't in time. Canada have any more franchises? Because there's still big cities in Canada. There's Saskatoon, they're all t- Saskatchewan. It's like 300,000. It's the mind, same they, size as Pittsburgh. They have a nice minor league team. Yeah, but I don't know if, and it's remote. I think it's a little more remote. It's not very, maybe as accessible. Ah. There's a lot of things. Yeah, like Canada's sort of like. I think know, that the league should be, and I've said this on really the show before, teams. the league should be split in half. It should be Canadian teams, American teams. They play each other, and one Canadian team and one American team always play in the Stanley There's Cup. far too many American teams in hockey. Yeah. yeah. When, when you're down as far south as Tampa Bay. Nashville. Nashville, yeah. Dallas. Like it's these, just these dumb. Carolina. How many Florida teams are there? Too San many? Jose. Way too many. Like Anaheim. Give me a break. I mean, yeah. How many, yeah. Like California has how many I, the, hockey teams? They used to they just be like foot, LA. They just barely got football in I LA, know. but they have like 500 hockey teams. Right? I know. This is it's kind of, it's it's a little ridiculous. I'm not and, even sure I yet, want a hockey team in, and yet, in like, Seattle. There's what like Calgary, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Toronto, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I mean, in Montreal. I mean, they have a fair amount of teams, but they just they, and they haven't had a lot of success. I just hate when you go into the playoffs or like the final four teams, and it's never oh, a Americans. fucking hockey. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Team. But like, I think they, I think they do have some. You know, maybe if, if you know Toronto's finally coming around after thirty years of being terrible. I know. So they might like Montreal. I don't understand like what their their problem has been over the last few years too. Vancouver has been bad for a long time. I know. So they were good the, like the, in like the nineties. Yeah, for a little while, for a very small stretch there. But so the the, the big city, big name teams in in Canada, like don't have success. So that I think that that's actually what's kind of hurting them into a certain degree. Is that if if you're going to have the money and the resources in those big cities and you can't achieve anything substantial with that, then how is Calgary or Edmonton actually going to or Ottawa going to going to? They need a Gretzky. Right. Exactly. That's what you need. You yeah. need. You need. Like yeah. a, Good luck with that. Yeah. You need Sid the kid. You yeah. need somebody that's like. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, maybe they'll start turning around a little bit. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of hockey that well, so I don't know. But I know that as a Montreal Canadian fan, if I were one, mm. I would be very disappointed in watching a team from Las Vegas make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, and I, and I get that. I get that as a fan, and I get that as people like you know that want the I guess the purity of the game or whatever that kind of stuff. But but that's Montreal's problem. Yeah. Again, that that's that's. That team's problem is like, uh-huh. you can't figure these out. This is not a problem. <laughs> it is your American swine problem. <laughs> uh, so my other thought on this game. Okay. I've never listened to hockey on the radio mm. in my whole life. But last night I worked late, got in the car, happened to be the second period, Ooh. put on the Caps game. This I heard the best period. The best period yeah. in the hockey history on radio. <laughs> it was an incredible call. I couldn't even like keep up. I was like, is hockey always this great on the radio? I, who do you know who the announcer was? I don't know mm. at all. Okay. I was on it was on a CBS, I believe. It was this no, it was ESPN I was listening Carrying to. Carrying it, yeah. Uh so and I was just like, holy shit, hockey's incredible. Maybe that's the way you listen to hockey. Or watch. <laughs> or don't watch. Yeah. Well, no, but well, so that's actually. I got so sucked in. I was like mm-hmm. trying to make my drive go slower, and when I lost it, <laughs> when I lost the game in the in the Holland Tunnel, I got really fucking mad. I was like, "What the fuck!" And then I came out of the tunnel there and they scored another goal. It was like insane. It was like four minutes of like insane hockey. Yeah, I turned it. I I briefly looked at it at the end of the first period. Um, it was zero zero. Turned it off. Watched something else, and then went back. I think as the third period started or something. Somehow, just the timing wise, and all of a sudden it was like four to three. And I was like, "Wait, what just happened yeah. here? Like this is you just missed the greatest I just period. It. Yeah, I totally missed it. <laughs> which is also funny that you bring up the broadcasting though, because 
I, ha- I, was, I was talking to my mom the other day, <laughs> and she said she's been watching the hockey finals. Really? And she's a, I mean, she's an okay sports fan. She'll watch football you know, a little bit. And it's weird the way soccer. moms catch on to something. Yeah, she's never been a hockey fan in her life, I don't think. Like, my mom will be like, have you been watching the curling? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah right? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? But she really loves, she really, and she, she was all in on Doc Emmerich, who's, who's the announcer for NBC, who does the, the, the main hockey games in the finals. Who's a who's a amazing? I don't know how he keeps track of those names. I don't either. And the and the and the wordage and everything that he does and descriptions he uses and always you know different words and everything, which is fantastic. And I do think he's probably the best broadcaster out there in like I, any sport. Bar the, whoever was the not play by play, but the color guy last night was after the period or when the period was coming to a close, was talking about how like. Even though Vegas had like kind of lost the period in a way, like there was they had some of their best lines yet in the series, and then explained why those lines mm. were good: puck control, passing. Like, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, this is the like you could, as an announcer, assume everybody knows what's going on, but you shouldn't. But you shouldn't. Yeah, you should always treat it as though you have you're educating your fans. I think NBA loses that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think NFL overplays that to mm-hmm. where it's like Troy Aikman's like. You know the football has it's not quite a circle. It's like a more of an Easter egg shape. Yeah, they, so throwing they, it right. as a professional. But like in hockey it's like they're educating you and but not talking down to you. Right, and you can't educate them all, uh, all the time. So there, right there's a balance there of like trying to describe or educate too much. I think as a radio a, announcer assuming that 90% of your audiences have never listened to a hockey game live is a good way to go. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, on the radio, like I don't know what would make the difference between radio and TV then. More people are watching TV, I would assume. Yeah, of course. So that, I would think more people would be the uneducated viewer then is watching is watching television. Yeah. But I, I, I know what you, I, I, in theory, I, I know what you're saying. I, 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 I used to that. love to listen to baseball games, but baseball announcers have gotten so bland and mm. so boring. Like I used well, to I think really. I all sports commentators have. They're playing it safe. But for some reason, hockey their is just still an, a very entertaining radio sport. Because I think it's so fast. And I, and I think basketball in that sense, too, and to some degree, but hockey's so fast that you just have to, you just have to almost kind of keep talking. And whatever you're saying, you're saying. And so yeah. you can't quite filter yourself enough, I think, to, be sit, to play it safe. Have you ever been to the Hockey Hall of Fame? I don't even know where it is. It's in Toronto. If oh. you're ever in Toronto, it's fantastic. It's well, at least they have a Hall of Fame It's there. an incredible Hall of Fame. Well, that's where the league is, too. Well, that's they're, where, they're, so know, they're they, lacking on championships, so... Well, Toronto, I think that's where the league the, the league headquarters Offices is. Offices yeah. hmm. So when they go, when they... I know when they have a review, they go to Toronto. They used to do it on the ice, but now they, oh. they send it to Toronto. Oh. Toronto. Well, uh, but at the, at the NHL Hall of Fame, there is a, a, a thing where you can... Call you get you can go into a booth and they've got a section of a game and you like can record yourself calling Ooh, it right and it's impossible. Oh, it's impossible it's so fast yeah even if you make up players names like you just yeah. sound bumbling mm-hmm. and way behind mm-hmm. and so those guys I would, it's just Huge basketball respect. would be hard but there's a little bit of a break hockey right. there's just no there's break. no breaks because they're they're just always changing lines yes I think honestly I think the in hockey, playing is the third hardest thing. I think officiating, announcing, then playing. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hockey hockey on one. referees are insane. Insane. To me. You have to skate. Skate, get out of the goddamn way yep. all the time. Right? And then still follow the puck. Exactly. And or the action. At the exactly. Same time. It is 
Those guys are fucking men amongst boys. I would like to watch and get into hockey more. I just, I just, I can't. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun to play, though, if you've ever played pond hockey. Uh, can you skate? No, I, I know. That's why I, I don't, yeah. Okay. I've never gotten into skating. I can skate, thing. okay. So, yeah. like, pond hockey's always been pretty uh, fun okay. for me. Yeah. And I was never a physical guy growing up, too, so I, the, the... I, I could, oh, no, I, I don't want to get hit. No, on but you know, like, that's, I mean, like, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, totally. At all. I that part of it makes no sense. I'm to way me. too tall and, yeah. and bad dexterity. I never I would, would want to get hit no, on ice. Oh. No, we, the, the I would hockey be the guy we played always, the was not. comes over and just lays out just because he's like, I'm picking on that guy. Tonight. Yeah, I never played in a game. I mean, I played probably three hockey games of my life, and they were all <laughs> at like Woodland Park, and it was all like dudes that were just mostly kicking a puck around because we couldn't hit it that well yeah. with our sticks. Like, right. There's no pu- there's no pushing. Yeah, to have that there's skill. There's no checking. Yeah, there's a, uh, there was a friend of mine in college. He played hockey. Um, I mean, I don't even like. He, I don't even think he could have played collegiately. Uh, there, and there wasn't a team where we went. But he just Same. he would go out once in a while, like recreate, like find like rec leagues or whatever stuff. And, everything. and I was just amazed that the the skill and the ability of someone to be on skates with a stick. Well, it's crazy to me because everyone and, I knew was short that was good at yeah. hockey. Yeah, they're always short. Yeah, they're like soccer Sargor. players. He's a good hockey player, short. Wellington Lee, mm-hmm. you know Wellington. Yeah. Great hockey oh, player, really? tiny dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always baffled me, like tall Lower hockey gravity. players. Yeah. Um, Unless you're a defender, it looks like those guys are they're like giants. mountains. Yeah. They're giants. It's crazy. It's a crazy, stupid sport. But I guess they don't have to be as like, technically sound and good and agile. Like They just play in the back a little bit. And Maybe. They, and they just hit people and be physical. And it's, it's, it's a little, I guess it, la- it lends itself to that. That needs. Um, I heard there was a fight this series too that I missed, I, or maybe it was the last series, the last caps. There's series. been a couple of fights because of the caps. Yeah, each series I think, which I think is good for hockey. That's yeah. I think this series has been really good for hockey. It's yeah, I think so too. Right, it could it, not it, have been a better final. You can't yeah, you can't get more recognition within a first year team in Las Vegas, right? And then have a team that's been dying to get a championship, yes. overcome things yes. and get it. Yeah. Uh, Last note on the hockey game. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the photograph of, I think it's Ovechkin, maybe, uh, holding the puck over his head and the woman with her tits pressed against the glass? No. Oh, dude, it's oh fantastic. Really? Yeah. Wait, the, the cup or the, the... The Stanley Cup. Cup, yeah. The guy skating with it are over his head. Wow. And there's a woman in the front row. <laughs> Just... Tits on glass. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's hockey. Two, two hockey pucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's hockey. <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Yeah, that's. An, I think that's a good way to end that uh, topic. Because there's a far more important topic. There is a far more, more important topic. A, bit, a better thing happened yesterday. Yes. The greatest thing. The greatest thing ever. Can I, I'll phrase it as though uh, listener Eric Alvarez phrased it to me over text when he, he got at me. And he said, you must be very conflicted. Uh, your least favorite media outlet got your least favorite general manager fired. <laughs> And it's true. <laughs> I am. Um, I, it's, it's, it's. But that's an easy. I think that's an easy. Oh, choice, I'll take right? it yeah. every day. Uh, okay. I'll take it every day. Every day. And I'll let the ringer pat themselves on the back. In fact, the uh, writer and editor of the story did a podcast yesterday, an emergency podcast. And they, I think they handled it very well. They did a they did a good job of sort of not saying, like, we did this, like, aren't we proud of ourselves? It was more like, oh, this is a relief that this story has some closure and that the closure happened in the best way, in the way that it should have, which is that the Sixers essentially, although not necessarily got Colangelo to resign, they're 
Colangelo resigned. Basically, let's get to the 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 beef of the story. If yeah. you guys don't know what we're talking about, right. Brian Colangelo, uh, keeping it in the family, uh, resigned yesterday from the Philadelphia as general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers, going to the grave, com- saying that his wife uh, acted alone all and sending fault. all of these tweets. Uh, he didn't knowingly or wittingly. Uh, give her this information. Right. It, he thanks like the invest, investigators. The 76ers hired an invest, uh, law firm, basically, right. to investigate this and uh, found that it was his wife that was sending these tweets, but that he definitely had information, that, that she was given information by him. He then uh, releases a statement in his resignation saying, thank you to the investigation team for basically... Uh, proving that he had nothing yeah. to do with these right. tweets. And clearing his name in this. Yeah, clearing yeah. his name, yeah. which is so Trump-esque. Oh, my God. In that he, like, spun that and then lied all the way to the bank. Then it goes to show, and I'll give myself credit for this, that Jerry Colangelo was threatening. The reason that the resignation took so long was because Jerry Colangelo was, fi- yes. was threatening to uh, affect any uh, future team dealings with the 76ers if they were to fire his son, which... He still reportedly has had no uh, he he had no influence in the original hiring of his son. Jerry Colangelo to this day says that the 76ers, independent of him, even though he was the president of team operations, hired Brian Colangelo as their general manager, what, three years ago? I, d- I did see a little side note, just to interject there. I, interject. I, no, it was just a little side note in, a, in an article I was reading, actually just this very morning about it. And it, he... Apparently he he did he quote unquote removed himself from the hiring process of 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 Brian Colangelo and his son and the whole that whole situation back then a couple of years ago which is complete and utter BS. Okay, Chris. So here's what I have to say. Few times in your life mm-hmm. do you conspire as a human being against something so hard, feel so so convinced, so convicted about a, an individual topic that has already left the station. No one's talking about it anymore. And there's no way for you to get validation on that conspiracy. <laughs> Few times <laughs> to something that's already left the station, mm-hmm. forget that it left something at the station, come back to the station, <laughs> shit all over the station, and let the world know that you, in fact, were correct. I would. I wish I had the episode of which we talked about Jerry Colangelo's hiring, Sam Hankey leaving res- resignation, Brian Colangelo being hired. The only person that's being left out of this whole conspiracy as it's come back and being pointed to as true with Jerry Colangelo, Sam Hankey. I mean, things have changed since I had originally bitched about this <laughs> six months ago. One, the 76ers had a great run. Yep. B, Sam Hankey in this great run has become a cult hero. Mm. The process has become a, a chant of happiness and success, not less so than a chant of disdain and, and depression. Um, of course, this whole Brian Colangelo and Bonnie Bettino or Barbara Bettino fucking wife, wife scandal. Yep. Uh, the bottom line is, is that in this Twitter scandal, it's been a a brighter and more defined spotlight has been shined on how shamish this fucking Jerry Colangelo hiring, Sam Hankey resignation, Brian Colangelo hiring, and then ultimately 
attempted dismantling of the team has become. Now, the one thing that has been left out of this, how did Jerry Colangelo get hired in the first place? And that is the one person who has still remained to be put under a spotlight. Your buddy, Mr. Adam Silver. Okay, so I, I, I don't really want to get into this with you because I, I think for some reason you keep thinking I, I'm dismissing the notion that Adam Silver... I, I don't, I'm so confused anymore. I don't even Here's know. what you... Let me remind you what you say. Uh, okay. You think owners do what owners want and the league doesn't get involved. Yes. 99% of the time. I do, you I think- do admit... No. Okay. Adam Silver did get involved in this process because the rest of the NBA and the owners and general managers went to Silver and was like, this situation in Philly is a problem. Hinky is a problem. No one likes him. No one respects him. No one wants to deal with him. And people internally, I think, within the Phillies organization or the Sixers organization was kind of had the same sentiments. And so it was going, that, that franchise was kind of going downhill in a sense from an operational and, and a, a team run perspective. Okay. Right? And they had sort of, they didn't know what to do. And the owner, that he's a, a greenhorn of an owner or whatever he is, didn't have the experience and the, and the wherewithal. Like, he, he's not absolved of this, this situation either. Like, he couldn't handle this himself. Right. So they all got together, and enough influential people came to Silver and was like, we need to do something. You need to fix it. Something needs to be done here. Right? And I think one of those people was probably... Josh Harris, the, the Sixers owner. Absolutely. Right? And he was just, he was a, he was a pansy help in this me. whole thing. Yeah. Right, help me, I guess, or whatever. So Silver came in, and then everyone goes, you know what you want to do? We advise you hire Jerry Colangelo because of his, the, the history of running the Suns. I think he was even the owner of the Suns for he a while. Was. He had success running Team USA. Everyone thinks so highly of Jerry Colangelo. And I'm not, I'm not a Jerry Colangelo guy, all right? I, just, right. I want you to be clear about that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a Jerry Colangelo guy. I, I, do, I, I understand the respect that maybe he has carried and has earned over the years. He's never won anything in, in Phoenix, though. Right. So, um, well, he's not even the owner anymore. Not, no, 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 no. He hasn't been for a long time. But still loves, he still loves D'Antoni. Honestly, I think if, if Colangelo would have got to stay in Philly and the Sixers wouldn't have made the playoffs this year, right. they would have gone after D'Antoni in Houston. <laughs> Which would have been... Terrible. I don't know. I don't know. Like he, anyway, let's anyway, get past yeah, yeah. it. So, because so, so, what I want to get to is, where is Adam Silver now? Does he make any statements? I think he's. I think he's already made a, a small statement, and I don't remember what it, it said. Obviously, but um, it, he just. Uh, I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to step back from the situation. And of as I said is. last week, I think he knows he made a mistake trying to get too involved in this situation. He overstepped his bounds, and I think he realizes that now. He's not, and he's. I, I guarantee you, his reputation. Compared to David Stearns, is a, he is not a meddler. Right. Right? Okay. And so he, he never should have meddled in the first place. And I think, I, I certainly hope, he has learned his lesson. Right. I mean, I think no one could have predicted necessarily, although everyone should have, that Jerry Colangelo would have immediately said, here's my son, right. now goodbye. Except for all of us who basically kind of know. But is fucking Jerry Colangelo still on the Sixers staff? That's the one thing that no one can fucking... He's, he's still an advisor or something. What I, does I that mean? Who, well, what does that mean when they hire... When Ichiro is a, in a special right. assistant to I the know, GM? I know, but, but Ichiro's not trying to get his son involved. Like, 
the thing is, is like the Colangelos are so fucking gross. First of all, anyone that would fucking sell their wife out that hard, oh, even if it was just, her, yeah. completely acted alone. I would, I would divorce him right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, uh, fuck God, you. You just fucking if you're gonna eat your balls, you're gonna have to fucking eat your balls. Just eat your balls and say, listen, I fucked up. Right. Let's. I might not have done whether this. or not these were my wife's accounts. Right. I take she full responsibility. Now, yeah. So she's. So it's like. I mean, this is. But she's trying to save him, and all he continues to do is throw her under the yeah, bus. Yeah, right. Which apparently, and they have he should have fucking that, known. But. Like he couldn't hold on to this team. The thing that's so fucking great about the timing of this, and the reason I still think Hinky is the person that fucking leaked this story, <laughs> is because now he doesn't get to go after free agents with a ton of fucking money, with a ton of space. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't get to save fucking Jared Bayless's job anymore. Mm. The, his worst free agent hiring. He doesn't Although get. He to still has one year on his contract, doesn't he? I, yeah, I know, but, but yeah, like, might be able whatever. to get rid of him. Right. He doesn't get to be a part of this fucking draft in two weeks. Yeah. It's so great how much Colangelo like, sure. and it's so fortunate for the Sixers for them to not have to have him continue to fucking drive this team into the ground after having watched the Boston Celtics and Tatum go off. Like yes. they've got a fucking future, yeah, future that, that trade too. I mean that, yeah, I mean. No matter what, Colangelo just, he's not, he's just, he, he's not. The he game doesn't, passed he, him by. Yeah, yes. The game, the, the, the wherewithal of, of dealing with an organization and players, like all those kinds of things. Like right. he's just not, he, he's just a younger version of his dad, I think, basically at that point, right? There, there's a reason why Colangelo is running Team USA. Yeah. And he's not involved with a, with a exactly. team anymore, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. Team uh, USA. Um, I, I, and I, I wanted, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up, and I almost lost it in my head here, so I'm going to try to f- figure out what it is. Um, there's the, oh man, with this whole Colangelo thing, it's just, um, <laughs> oh man, I totally lost it here. Okay, don't worry about to bring it. it back. Let's, no, but it, uh, keep talking about Colangelo. You can talk about his wife. You yeah. can talk about Jerry. You can talk about the Sixers oh, ownership. You lost it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to come back as soon as we switch topics and stuff. So but, let me ask you this question. Does Brian Colangelo ever get an NBA GM job again? No, I think he's done. I think he's done too. I think he's right? done. Yeah, he's, he's. How did this work out so fucking brilliantly? You know what I'll say? If the Sixers get fucking LeBron now, I don't care. I'm happy. It's not Colangelo. Who it's all uphill takes at this him. point. It's so uphill. It's, everything is just. And yeah. the thing is, like, the Sixers could have melted down. Like, this saves the Sixers from a potential meltdown situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely. And I think it brings a team a little bit closer together. I also think it shows how much fucking. We speculate that there is turmoil between management, uh, coaching, ownership, but we never really know for sure. This is the proof that, mm-hmm. like, it probably happens on every team, on every level. Yeah, I mean, what just I, mean, I think a perfect example is is what's going on with with the New England Patriots and football. Yeah, not to take that into that direction. No, let's but, do it. Um, no, but it, I mean, just as a thing, like, there's always like the Seahawks had turmoil also when they weren't winning as much and, and weren't winning right. Super Bowls, and all, all of a sudden everyone started focusing on the sideline antics and all these other things. Now all of a sudden the Patriots are starting to have these things. Are you? Do you think like I, this happens with every single team? People just don't report on it because you, normally those teams success. Are, are right. Do you think that? Do you think the Patriots might? Be falling apart. Yeah, Edelman with the PED. Right, that's who, who is, bad. Who is look. from Brady's guy? Yeah. His trained personal trainer. Yeah. Right, that's really bad. Look, and that just even gives more fuel to Belichick to be like, "This is the way we're doing this thing." You stepped out of bounds and went in a different direction that we told you not to do. Yeah. Now I'm. I got more proof to like tell you to knock this off, and this guy's not allowed in, in our building anymore. Basically. It's. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. The, I think the, the, like how. 
fragile the Patriots situation and the Sixers situation yeah. is. Like you just a never fucking know. report of a Twitter account can cost you a general manager. Absolutely. And really put fucking face like Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, all these guys that like you need to fucking to, to band together to fucking be a successful franchise, you're finally headed in that direction, and you find out your general manager is the person that fucking talked the most shit. Actually, what's crazy to me is that Brian Colangelo traded up to get fucking Markel Fulton instead of nurturing him, just went after yeah, him. Yeah, threw him under the bus. Yeah. Before the season, before he yeah, even played a right. game. I know, exactly. Like, he just, he's, he's, he's out of touch. I mean, if there's ever a guy who has been in the shadow of his uh, successful father, yeah. Right? Who's just keeps trying to have to prove himself or is is got that chip on his shoulder. But what a fucked family. What's their Christmas like this year? That's um, weird. You know man. what? It's probably fine because they all think they're like so much I better know, than right. I know, it's, it's, like, true. it's not there. It's not them. It's, true. it's not them. It's true. Oh man, it it drives me bonkers. But it's there's a fine line there uh, on 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 winning and in, in sports and teams and stuff of what is healthy and what works and what doesn't work. The only the only thing I'll say about the Patriots is they might have had, because of the length of they've had this success, and they and you could I'll make the argument that they had, they had the resources or the ability to combat this corrosiveness slowly. Right. Right. Just they've been able to like hang on and stretch it out and let it just slowly Spy crumble. Gate. Maybe slowly crumble. Right. And just Flake, keep, deflate gate. Right. Like just, there's. But, like most teams, like something bad just happens. Just keep winning. Shit happens. The, the hits the fan, and all everything blows up. Yeah. Right. The Patriots somehow are just being able to like slow. The Sixers won the championship this year, or were you even in the championship? Mm. This we, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Colangelo would would still get to keep his job. I think that winning is everything. Yeah. I really, it I, is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about it. that's one of the tried and true uh, expressions. I that I. I hate those expressions normally, but that one I think is a, is actually valuable. I mean, look term. at like so. Do you think that this is happening? This happens to the Patriots. I know we keep flip flopping between the Patriots no, and the fine. Sixers, which is two things that should never be com- like compared ever. Uh, do you think that if this, if the sorry, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl, that there's this much scrutiny or like look? Like delving in from no, a because there'll be stories and be like, oh well, the Patriots are like back, you know, like you know yeah. they were able to hang on exactly. and like regroup and like exactly. circle the wagons and like all that crap and be like, oh, and, and persevere, you know. And, like, How important is it that the just, Patriots you know, just even lo- make Belichick look that much better of, of like the best coach ever? It's stuff. exactly. It's it really. It, it's, Which it's, might it's, be some truth to it, but he. Oh, I, I'll hand him that. Like right. I, the game is so corrupt, and the fact that he's been able to win with so much corruption internally, and like have that what they call the winning edge, and keep it and, steady, and yeah, yeah, which is just cheating. I mean, you just have sure. to cheat. Yeah. Like it's just how yeah. it is. You bend the rules. Uh, it's so important that the Patriots lose the Super Bowl. A because they we be breezing past all of this weirdness mm-hmm. that's going on in the team that they're going to be scrutinized for. They have to win this year, but also it's important that because the Patriots would have gone would have accepted the invitation. They would have come in full force to the White House. But because it was the Eagles, and the Eagles were like, fuck you, it brings this this issue of basically Donald Trump being a piece of shit, and the national anthem still is in the forefront. You know, It's like important that it was the Eagles that fucking won the Super Bowl and are essentially still showing that Donald Trump lies about Every part oh, of this, right? Yeah. Uh, every part of this invitation thing, and it also like it's something that's so benign. Like, an, can we an stop invi- doing the invitations? Can, yeah. yeah. Why is it a thing? Yes. Like it doesn't. It doesn't it's, matter. Yeah. Like it, I, I, I don't care if they go or not. Actually. Yeah. Like I don't, and I don't. I've I, never cared. I think this. I, 
I thought I read something that like, this kind of started with Reagan somehow. Like, but, he was the first one that, like, really made this a tradition, like, year in, year out with all the championships. Because he's such a sports guy, right? Well, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. But, like, who... who Did you know that the WNBA teams get invited? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. But they didn't get invited last year because, I, I because Trump doesn't like them, and they don't like Trump. And so they've... I don't even think that there was not even, like, a published report of them being disinvited. There was just nothing. I just think it's important that the NFL keeps fucking this thing up, yes. and it just continues to happen. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. The only one... I, the good thing, and I like this, maybe start doing this a little bit more, the WME team was, was... I think it was Minnesota, the Minnesota women's team. Um, instead of going... The Lynx? Uh, yeah. Instead of going to the White House... They're going to D.C. to do, like, charitable They're work. They're going to hand out tennis shoes. Right, which yeah. I think is, like, just start doing that. Yeah. You know, and, and like LeBron just said, you know, whether the Cavs win or, the, or or Golden State wins this finals, neither team's going to the White House next year. Well, so so I think whoever they – they should do something like this again. Like, they start making this into, like, a better social cause. Yeah. Like, take this. Take take this ability, like like the Philadelphia Eagles' Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins, who just did an interview. Instead of talking about this, he just held up signs – Saying like you guys aren't listening. Here's the stats and facts and figures about why we're why we're protesting and on you know these kinds of things, which I thought was actually really great because it's a different angle, yeah. a different approach in doing this. And so just start doing different things. Start making it a bigger PR statement for yourselves and your causes. Then instead of just going to the White House and going eh, well, or not, yeah. saying you don't want to like yeah. flip the script a little bit. Flip the script in your favor in the well, players' favor. Well, I think favor. you have to make the media listen. It's a it's a hard it's a hard, hard thing, thing to do. To do. Especially because they'll just take a sound bite yeah. and use it however they want to. But I love the media right now because they got Brian Colangelo fired. So Absolutely. I'm give him a pass. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say one last thing on that because I think we should talk about the finals before we like abbreviate the show a little sure. bit. Uh, I want to thank The Ringer personally hmm. for bringing all my truths to light. <laughs> I've never felt so validated in my entire life as a <laughs> podcaster, human being. The Ringer, I owe you guys a Christmas present. I know mm. I've come after you in the mm. past. I mm. know that we've planned sit-ins and <laughs> you've stolen a lot of our material, but this really makes it up. This makes it up. I've, I, I'm not going to forget this one easily. Nope. This is huge. This is huge. As a Sixers fan. Maybe this is starting to And I think that it's important together. to note that like, in this story, you finally realize like, there are, Philly fans are not to be fucked with. Yeah. I mean, this they're is a, a radicalized really, bunch. Yes. We have been radicalized. It's, it's a good, it's like one first positive story of Philly fans in any sport. Yeah. I think I've ever We're heard. not just shit eaters. Right. We're not just fucking throwing ba- batteries at Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, we're what not just fucking, are. Well, we are, but we're fucking smart. <laughs> right. You know, we're smart. I'm smart, too. Yeah, we're yeah. smart. Yeah. We eat shit, but we're but smart. I do things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're not Fredo. You're not Fredo. Come on. <laughs> anyway, big ups to the ringer. I owe you guys lunch. All right. It was big. Fair enough. Can we go to... Let's, since let's, this is a gambling podcast, mm-hmm. is there any way you could tell me what the lines are on... Uh, like, what are the odds of Cleveland... If you bet Cleveland to 0%. win this... 0%. To win this final right now? At this point? Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know if they're... Uh, are those line, lines still I don't, up? I don't even know if they're posting I those mean, lines because it's not even worth uh, posting. I just would point. be interested. I think that would be a bet that I would maybe put, like, 10 bucks on. Well, here's... Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but... Just before this series started, I texted you two ideas. Yes. Do you remember what those were? No, Chris. Okay. What were they? They were... You don't even remember what you were going to say two minutes ago. So I know. So give me so such this a is, hard yeah, time. This is, <laughs> all the bets are actually where LeBron's <laughs> going to end up next season, as far as I can find it right away off the top of my phone here. But there were the two. my two bets were um, because 
Cavs were such a long shot yeah. that it was like plus 2,200 to win the series. Something. Okay. So I was basically like, why don't we just bet the Cavs, Cavs. and put 10 or $20 on it? Because if that pays off, you're winning a lot of money. Yeah. Right. The other one was to have the Cavs win in seven because I felt like if the only other thing, if the Cavs are going to win this series. I don't remember this text at all. They were gonna, they were, and I know because you never responded to it, so you must have somehow just. I must have missed it. Passed it down and missed it. Yeah, passed it. Yeah. So, but that was because I think the only way they were going to win the series was, was in game seven. And the, the game seven thing was, was actually, uh, the odds on that one too was actually pretty great. Well, I bet the odds now are like in. So they must be astronomical yeah. still. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to go back and just see. I don't think I'd hit stuff. it as a gambling. I mean, I've not hit a single NBA bet. And to be honest with you, any bet I would have made would have lost. Like, I picked Houston. Right. I picked Boston. Yeah. I picked the Sixers to go far. Like, honestly, like, I'm so glad I didn't bet any of the finals because I fucking, my one gambling tip throughout the finals have been don't bet on the fucking playoffs or the finals. Like, don't bet. Don't bet. Don't bet the NBA fucking playoffs. Right. And I mean, that's basically it's what lose, I was... lose, lose. That's why I was saying, like, we, we know we're going to lose these bets, So, but why not just take, like, the best payout possible? Yeah. Right? Just to see, just in case, like... Just in case Just bets. in case. Because uh, if, if, if we win, we win a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, if we throw away $20, who cares? I think it's interesting if you guys... So much if you listen there. to the Benmo podcast where Benmo called in and said that he, you know, he got value on getting Houston to win the championship right after the Chris Paul signing yeah. but before it, the odds on it had hit Vegas. It's it's a weird it's a weird um coincidence, I guess, or whatever you would call it, that Chris Paul, the reason that the odds flipped so much and the reason he got such good value on that bet initially, uh, was essentially the reason that he might have lost. I think with Chris Paul and I think Jalen uh Rose agrees with me, uh if Chris Paul stays in that series, do they win? Like, if Chris Paul doesn't get injured and Chris Paul is playing, and does Houston beat the Warriors? Maybe. I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah? The, the Warriors have a habit of, of stepping possum. up. Yeah, and stepping up when they need to, when, when it's on the line, I think, a little bit. I, I think they've, they learned their lesson against LeBron a couple of years ago in, in losing that that series in the finals. Huh. I, I, I don't, I won't ever bet against Golden State. They still had too much talent. So Even then like Chris Paul, like I don't know how much Chris Paul is going to actually going to make a huge difference <laughs> on that team. And we also, I think we, we talked about this before. You, you can play the what ifs because you can play if Chris Paul play, what happens? But you can also then play if, if Iguodala was playing in that series, you know, does that, does that balance out Chris Paul? Right. I think it does. I think so too. So, so you play what if to tell the cows come home. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think is going to happen? Is there a game tonight? NFL playoff series. Uh, yeah, I believe it's tonight, right? Um, yeah, Friday, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, so NBA playoff series prices. I guess this is just. I don't know what this is actually. I don't know if this is for the season. The We're series. We're never gonna know. Yeah, it won't matter. You know what? It says game lines, but it says money line. Cleveland plus five thousand. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Golden State is minus twenty thousand. Plus five thousand. So if you put ten bucks. Yes. Right. That's a lot of money, Chris. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why not do it? Why not bet why not? LeBron? That's what I was saying before the season why not Le- started. But why not just bet LeBron? Just be like, you know what? If anyone was going to come back down 3 yes. nothing, absolutely, it would, be LeBron. it would be LeBron. Is it worth $10 for you to chance absolutely. it? Absolutely, yes. That's fucking what? $50,000 yes. that you fucking win mm-hmm. on a $10 bet? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Take that fucking bet. Take that bet. Why not? I'm okay. calling Benmo after this. Okay, do it. Right? 
Here's another one I want for you, and I don't see it. I'm gonna put twenty dollars on it. Put twenty on it. Why not? I mean, you might as well. You might as well, because it's it's totally worth it. Because it was. I looked. I found the. I found the text to you. It was seven. It was plus seven hundred for Cavs to win the series, which I was like, that's incredible. Put ten bucks on that. Does twenty bucks get you a hundred thousand dollars on a five thousand dollar bet? Uh, mm. five that one dollar would be five thousand. Ten dollars would be. Fifty thousand. Twenty dollars yeah. would be a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Uh, plus five thousand would be. That's five hundred to one. That was okay. It? So it's five hundred one. Sorry. So yeah, that sounds more reasonable. So it's a ten thousand dollar bet. Twenty dollars yeah. is a ten thousand yeah, dollar yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. sounds more reasonable. Okay. That's what I'm gonna go for. But I'm, yeah, but that, so here's my other bet. Uh, before we kind of. The last couple of days, I, I kind of had this. I thought in my head, like you know, LeBron is unstoppable, right? You just can't stop LeBron. Right. He's amazing. But I kind of felt like the same thing about Curry. Is is the guy kind of just scores however and whenever he wants to for the most part, right? And then Game Three happened, and he had a terrible game, and they kind of, I, I don't know if they, I don't know if Cleveland actually shut him down or he just had an off night shooting. But that's his weakness. Is like sometimes he just he just has an off night. Yeah. LeBron never has like an off night necessarily right. if he doesn't want to. I think. And then Durant went off in game three and had 42 points or whatever it was that he finished with. And now everyone, and so like before game three, everyone was no, talking about Curry. Right, yeah. Curry's going to be the, probably be the MVP and he'll probably deserve it. Finally, he'll get his playoff MVP, finals MVP. But then Durant went off and everyone's like, oh, this is Durant's team. He's going to get the MVP of this series because he had one good game. See, I think that that rhetoric, the fucking Durant rhetoric, here's what I think about all of that. Steph Curry has two M- MVPs, yes. right? Yep. Why is he never in the conversation as the greatest basketball player of this era or a current basketball player. Why is Steph Curry never like, why is it always Durant or fucking or LeBron or or Anthony Davis? It's never Steph Curry. It's like, he's still undervalued. Absolutely. He is. And he's unrespected. But, but I think it's because I think I proved my own theory in game three is that sometimes he just disappears. He just had, he he went over, he went over 10. No, I know. And I don't, I know I Durant shouldn't, I don't think Durant Durant should be in the conversation. That stuff. I have my problems with Durant of, that talented that guy is and not dominating enough. The prototype? Yes, the prototype. So my my theory with all this in betting to go along with just picking the Cavs to win the series is pick LeBron to win the MVP. Because I don't know what the odds are for that, and I couldn't find it here as we were talking. As a loser? Yes. It's only happened, I think, once before in the NBA. But the guy is just phenomenal in the yeah. series. And if if it wasn't for him, like, he, this, this is the only other, like, He's not going to win the championship, so just give him the MVP. He deserves something here, right? Like he's been interesting. He's been so good. Interesting. He's carrying this team by himself. Yeah. Like he deserves. He is the MVP. Yeah. He is the complete MVP of the series, whether he wins or loses. Isn't it great to root for LeBron? I like it. I listen. I I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think you remember this, but I've been. I've been on. I've. I'm a fan of LeBron, and I have been for a long time, and I appreciate what he does and how he plays and this whole thing. And we've gotten into arguments about this before, and I don't think you remember him. But I am a fan of LeBron. I'm glad you finally have come around to him. For now. Uh, Chris, For now. we should probably play until out. He got, I know until this, he becomes I know this is a short cast, but we should probably get out of here. Absolutely. Um, I think we might have even mentioned baseball at one point. Hey, I will say, uh, big ups to Bartolo Colon. You are the... Uh, he's tied with Juan Marichal as the most uh, wins from any Dominican baseball player. Total. Total. In a career. In a career. Wow. So next win for Bartolo... Good for him. He will be the most dominant uh, Dominican baseball player. So that's b- great. Big ups. Atta, big atta ups boy. to the Toad. Yeah. Big sexy. <laughs> what Toad and the Sprockets? <laughs> Play this song. All right. Guys. We got to go. Bye-bye.